Growing your business is tough, but don't worry, we've got you covered. We interview industry experts on how they've solved their most challenging business problems in SaaS or e-commerce. No fluff, just step-by-step playbooks to help you dominate your market and crush the competition. This is the How We Solve podcast. Here's your host. Hey, everybody. This is David Hensley, host on the How We Solve podcast. Today, we have a good friend of mine on the show, Harsh Agarwal, a award-winning blogger who's managing Shop Me Loud and Coin Sutra, two very successful blogs. He has been doing this for a very long time. I think he started in 08, and he's been very successful. He gets around 1 million patrons per month on his blog, and he was on the Alexa list on number 3,500, and this is the global Alexa list. So Harsh is getting a lot of traffic. He's a very experienced blogger, and he will share some tips and tricks on blog monetization today, which you can apply to your content blog, but probably also to the blog that you have attached to your SaaS business or your business in general. So, Harsh, thank you very much for being on the show. Hey, David. So nice to be here. And hello, everyone, wherever you are from. Namaste from India. Yeah, Harsh tuning in from India. I'm in Bodrum, Turkey, and it's really hot here. We just built a new office attached to my house you know in corona times and we haven't installed an ac yet so i'm i'm melting away but anyhow so harsh blog monetization give us a quick overview on what you do to, to monetize your your blog so let's just the basic first for the for the uninitiated one the best way to look at blog monetization is via labels like there are seven or nine different levels of blog monetization and everyone starts from level zero where like, you know, you pay them anything and they would probably add links or run any kind of ads. Now that is a place where no one should be. In fact, even if it delays your blog monetization by a few months, it's okay. One should not be there. The level one, which is using Google AdSense or media.net or, you know, those uh, similar ad network where you just place few line of codes and this ad network takes care of all the ad placement is the level which is recommended for any blogger. But for the SaaS business, it's not recommended because, you know, your competitor would run their ads on your website, which is not going to be good. But this is a level which which is a lot of bloggers are very comfortable with because it gives generates the recurring results. There is one little hack that not a lot of people know about is using a platform called Ezoic. Ezoic is uses machine learning to optimize the ad display based on user device, user time frame. And what it does is it automatically calculates like how many ads should be shown for the user. Like if a user is just waking up in the morning, you don't want to bombard them with a lot of ads. But if the user is seeing the ad somewhere in the afternoon, you can show, you know, probably X amount of ads. So it's pretty remarkable of what these people are doing. And what what's more interesting here is that Ezoic can increase your revenue by 30 to 50% with the same traffic. That's crazy. I was about to ask, like, how this impacted your, your, your business. And what's the revenue model? I guess they take a cut of, like, what they bring you, or is it just, like, uh, a base fee to use it or based on traffic? Or I am not 100% aware of that at this moment. Okay. Did you get a sponsored account? <laughs> no. No, no. I discovered it while I was searching for the ways to optimize uh, AdSense ads, and then I started using it, and then, like, it just started generating good revenue. But then I moved from level one to the next level, which is where I am at. But I just know about this network because I used it at one point of time and I'm seeing them growing significantly. So we we'll put it in the show notes. It's easyoic.com. So what's the next level? Which level did you move to? So level two, that's affiliate marketing. One of the best level, uh, 
recommend it for any kind of website, including the SaaS blogs. Affiliate marketing is simple. Like you promote somebody else's product. When people make a purchase, you get a commission out of it. Now in the SaaS business, this revenue is really high. In fact, if you are if you have a SaaS product, you should definitely run an affiliate program. A lot of companies are actually growing because of affiliate marketing as a model of customer acquisition. A good example for that is SEMrush. They have grown leap and bounds because of their affiliate program. PushEngage is another program uh, which is heavily investing on affiliate marketing. Web hosting industry is another industry which is getting the maximum benefit from affiliate marketing. I've always been a fan of affiliate marketing. At MaxCDM, we had an affiliate program. We used Impact Radius, Impact.com, really solid tool, which automates a lot of the headache that you may have with running your affiliate program, for example, doing the payouts to the affiliates, or um, so this can be all be uh, automated or collecting a certain tax forms that you need from them. It's like take, takes a lot of the, the, the legwork away from you. And also with a tool like this, affiliates trust you that you know you're not you're not cheating them because this can can also be a problem. In terms of tools from the affiliate side, what are the best tools that you use on your website to run your, your affiliate ads on it? So basically you need two things. One, you need to find a lot of affiliate programs based on your niche. So one, as you rightly said, impact.com is still one of the top high quality affiliate network where you can find a lot of affiliate products based on your niche. Apart from that, share a sale is another one. Commission junction is another one. The goal here is that one should be scouting this affiliate network once in a while, like once in every every quarter to discover new affiliate products. And here's a key here. The idea is to, if you are the first one to write about any new product, the probability of you ranking higher, uh, high is super high. At the same time, your user, your readers would be very happy because you are introducing them to something really cutting edge. And that is very helpful from all the aspect. And you want to stick with the high quality affiliate network because they also take the quality very seriously and you'll only find high quality products, which is one of the thing, one of the pitfall that one should avoid when promoting an affiliate program. Do not promote any bad product, even if they are paying you 100% of the commission. And probably that's the reason they are offering you that much of commission. Yeah, and also, you know, it's always the long game. You want to do good by your readers, by your users, by your audience. You know, if, if you burn them, they will, you'll lose your reputation and people will not, will not buy what you recommend to them. Right? Selling out of love, not fear. True that, David. And trust is the biggest economy when we are talking about affiliate marketing, especially if you are running a business like we are talking, if you are talking about SaaS-based blogs, you know, it's very important that you want to refrain putting out a lot of affiliate links. At the same time, you want to add a disclaimer, like, hey, I'm putting an affiliate link, and if you make a purchase, I'll get a commission out of it. I may drink a coffee or something. You can be funny with or creative with the words that you're going to use, but you have to make sure that your user knows that this is an affiliate link. Is there a certain guideline that they have to accept or that they inform that there's affiliate links on a website, or you have to, where do you put this disclaimer and do you know a place where you can like, get templates for for this, you know, for somebody who wants to do this. So it should be displayed along with the affiliate links. So as high as possible, where the user can actually see and read this. A lot of people add this as a page at the bottom, like, you know, create a page like affiliate disclaimer and then add it. It's not a good practice. It's basically by law. Uh, it's called FTC disclosure. Maybe you, uh, one can Google FTC disclosure templates. You'll find a lot of creative templates for how to, you know, showcase or convey the message that you are being paid for promoting a product and this is also useful for 
influencers who are promoting a product on social media site this is something that everyone should be doing if not companies can decide not to pay you or ban you from uh, promoting their product as well for ltv plus and taskdrive.com two businesses in our portfolio we also run an affiliate program we use partner stack formerly crowsumo also a pretty cool platform and we should probably reach out i'm not sure i'm i'm not in the day to day of the the business but i got to check in with the team to see if they actually inform our affiliates to make their customers aware of that yeah so the the ftc would come and knock your door to be ensure that your affiliates are compliant so definitely it's a good idea to send them an email and ask them to be ftc compliant i'm pretty sure that they are asking all these webhosting companies to ensure that their affiliates are compliant with the ftc uh, law and in fact all these webhosting companies have actually assigned a special person to ensure that all their top affiliates or affiliates are being compliant by the way the grossumo which is now partner stack is another very good affiliate marketing platform for saas products and assume probably partner stack and then all the other platforms make the affiliates aware of that they have to be compliant they should be doing this but i have not seen any affiliate uh, network doing that or sending out emails to the all the affiliates that you should have to be compliant and uh, again it is also subjective that if you are uh, working with a us based company or serving the your audience are from us then you are liable to comply with this law again i am not a, a law expert but this is what i know of Yeah yeah no legal advice to your own research ask your lawyer thank you for the heads up i was not aware of this so that's number 1 you need to find new affiliate programs uh, number 2 is link locking so it's a good idea that you know the affiliate links that we get are very ugly like you know you probably don't want to click on them so it's a good idea that you clog those link using a link locker if you are using wordpress thirsty affiliate is a very popular link link locking tool but if you want to use something independent then genius g n i dot us is something very cool you can do a lot of cool stuff with genius that if a user is from using an iphone or if a user is coming from different geo you can redirect them to a different landing page altogether and it's very cheap as well they started for amazon affiliate but now they are serving for you know you can use them as a link locking tool and this link locking also serves a lot of purpose like you can actually make all your links as no follow you can also add rel skill to sponsored which is a new thing added by google to indicate that this link are sponsored link also good good seo practice that you can do the biggest advantage is a lot of time a lot of companies actually move their affiliate program and that means you need to go back and edit all your old posts to update the link but when you're using a link locking tool you know you just update one at one place and all the affiliate links are updated assume it could also find can it find replace links for example if tastrof.com is mentioned in the text turn it into an affiliate link yeah that we can do with search and replace not 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 okay, the not the north and so okay cool nice so this was what which level are we on so we are on level 2 we still have one or two hacks to add here so that people get uh, most out of their time so in my research uh, in my lot of case studies uh, experiments uh, what i have figured out exit intent pop up works really well for affiliate uh, conversion using an opt in monster type thing and then kind of like for the specific page where somebody is on then show the spe- specific offer right exactly 
And there are a few things because these people are already living, right? And you give them something interesting, some good offer, right? These people are more likely to convert. And the conversion rate is, the CTR on such pages, such pop-up are as high as 10%, which is quite significant. So we we are like optimizing all our pages for, for a special offer, like whatever is the relevant offer. And something that you can do on any kind of website. And I'm pretty sure it might, it, it will work. Now, another thing that one should uh, one should be doing is if you can add tables on your articles, do that. Because let's say, especially if you're creating listicles, right? A lot of people, what they do is they have this format of writing an intro, then create the listicle, right? But a user is looking for a solution. When you add a table and you add it at the top of the article, you are basically satisfying the user intent. Users are more likely to click on the you know links to go and check out the product themselves. And these days, users are usually very smart. Like they, a lot of them actually want to discover things of their own, and probably they might want to read more of it. At the same time, it also has SEO advantage. So when you use table, the probability of you getting featured on featured snippet is high, which is all, which is pretty, which is pretty cool as well. Yeah, I, I think it should probably implement more tables in, in Tasterf and Alphabet Plus. If you're using WordPress, you can use TablePress plugin, which is a free plugin. Or you can, the new WordPress Gutenberg has inbuilt Table Maker, which is also pretty good. But the more time you, you invest on creating good conversion-oriented tables, you'll see a significant impact of that. So that sums up level two. Of course, there are more, but we will just dig the surface and move to the next level, which is where all the high rollers are spending their time on. So launching your own product is something that every kind of brand website can do. And it could be in the form of digital products or could be in the form of physical products. There are a lot of benefits here. Rather than promoting somebody else's product, you are actually building your own product and you start selling them. Even if it's a, you know, like, low price product initially but as you, the idea is that once you launch your product you of course you'll keep developing it and over the time that product may become one of your high earning source so to give you an example like if, if ebooks is one of the very easy to launch product that you can launch on any kind of website and especially i see a lot of saas companies who are you know uh, creating content marketing as their way of generating leads they can always create this high level ebooks and offer them for for a price and there, there's a lot of incentive of doing that because if you are actually getting paid for the ebooks you'll be spending uh, more money and more investment on the research and improving the books a good example is 37 signals I guess you can also put these ebooks into Amazon and attract other users to your brand, et cetera, right? Oh, yeah. Basecamp is a good example. Uh, what's the name of the book by the Basecamp founder? That definitely got him very popular. So that's one way to look at this. Another thing that you can launch your brand merchandise, uh, like your T-shirts, your mugs, and especially, you know, initially people feel like, why would somebody buy my brand product? But here's the thing. You start creating fans one at a time. Like, you know, there might be one or two users who would be buying initially. You can always use that product as a giveaway once in a while. But on a bigger scale, on a longer time frame, you will see like you have a lot of people who really love your brand and who are willing to buy products from your brand merchandise. And what kind of tools do you use to make this easier so you don't have to deal with the shipping and printing and all that stuff? So there is one Teespring that takes care of everything. Like you simply upload your logo and you can just embed the widget on your website and they take care of the everything. 
It's on on demand. I guess you also don't have to buy like a hundred shirts upfront. Exactly. It's the easiest way to launch your merchandise. All you need is a logo, probably a cool designer who creates some nice cool t-shirt with a hashtag, like the one David is wearing right now, CX Nerd. <laughs> Custom Experience Nerd L2 Plus. Check it out, l2plus.com. So yeah, merchandising is something that one should definitely look at. It has a lot of advantages apart from generating revenue. For the ebooks, there are like a lot of tools that you can use to write the books. I'll not cover that. But if you're using WordPress, you can use easy digital downloads to set your book. Third-party solution is Gumroad, which is a very popular solution to set your ebooks. And of course, definitely upload your book on Amazon, kdp.amazon.com. It will help you to distribute your book to all over the world. One nice hack that not a lot of people are aware of that on Amazon KDP, you can actually convert your book into the paperback version as well, just by uploading the PDF version. And a lot of people actually still prefer, you know, if you do the survey, like a lot of people still prefer the paperback version. So why not? And it doesn't cost anything. Oh, really? Huh. But I guess like the margin is, is, is slimmer because... Yeah. But it's also on the on demand again, right? Again, on demand, yes. Wow, that's crazy. The on-demand society here. Cool. And I guess once you have this book written, then you can kind of repurpose it and create your online course or a group coaching, etc. right? Once you have the content structured. Oh, yes. It's oh, a yeah. springboard. That's where I'm coming to the next. Now you have an ebook. Now you can add videos and some of the quizzes and some tests to convert that ebook the content of that ebook into a course you can create your create a group basically do a group coaching add all these bells and whistle to like offer that probably 20 dollar book into a 200 dollar you know course or 20 dollar a month membership program anyways you like and that's where the industry is going especially with this covid situation people are willing to learn online the digital market is booming people who were like uh, who were all offline or working in a job now they are all they, most of them are fearful that they might lose the job and it's happening for real and a lot of them are looking for an alternate solution now the alternate solution is to come online and if you can offer them something some kind of solution that could be in the form of a course uh, an integrated online learning course well you know you are doing a good favor to your community as well at the same time you are making some good mullah for for yourself I used Course Concierge, courseconcierge.com for my course, managinghappiness.com, which actually I kind of reverted away from the online course because it drove me nuts that people bought the course and only 7% of the people who bought the course complete the course. And I thought my course must really suck, but then I looked into the stats of other courses and there's like kind of the norm that um, it's sub 10% that's been completed. And then I started to do group coachings and now we only do group coachings on under managing happiness. And we also built a software called upcoach.com where we provide this group coaching platform to others. But yeah. That's real value there. So first thing, the way you should be looking at at least 9% of the people are getting value out of it, even though even though 90% of the people are wasting their money. But that's, you know, that's how the online expenditure works. Even anybody who's launching the course, you should be ready that probably not all of them are going to read the course. A lot of them uh, would invest money, but they would never do anything about it. But which is completely okay. You should be focusing on even those two or three percent. Actually, statistically, two or three percent of the people completes the course. So in your case, nine percent is still a very high number. So focus on uh, definitely adding value to those people who are like really interested in making a change. But getting back to the you know the tools and techniques. So Teachable is a very good third-party solution where you can launch your course. I think they also have a free program for initially for the user who wants to just try out. Then if you're using WordPress, you can use LearnDash 
which is an online course uh, launching plugin. And you can use this with Estra theme. They actually work really well together. I practically launched an online course with Estra theme and uh, LearnDash in one hour, the technical part side of it. And it, it is as simple as that. And how long did it take you to put uh, the content in? Our content is ongoing process. So the idea was to uh, first initially launch enough content that people kind of get the value out of it. Then listen to the community, like what their pain point is, and then start developing more refine, content. Refine, around. refine, It's an ongoing process. Like if I, when I look at my first video, I recorded that in Bali and David, I, I must tell you like it, it looked horrible when I look, look at, look at it now. Now the audio was all of the pl- places. Uh, the video was, you know, out of the focus. But that's the point with the courses, online courses. I mean, either you can go all in and go with a complete strategy, which is a good idea, which is, I believe, what which is what you did with the course concierge. Or you can just start, you can use your phone, use, an, use a good camera phone and start recording. Now I'm, I'm recording lots of videos for, for the group coaching. And it's just a, I use loom.com where you record your screen and your face and then this turns into really good videos. And if you're not ashamed of the product that you launch, you've waited too long, you know, so there should be always an element of like, eh, this could be better, but otherwise you'll just never launch. So it's, it's good to just push it out there. True that. Uh, what's that? Loom.com. Loom.com. Yeah. L-O-O-M.com. All right. So now we have uh, loom.com, Teachable. Uh, you can use Camtasia on your system lately i've been playing with ecamm once you have used loom you will probably not use the others anymore because it's like so easy i mean camtasia and all these things they have like way more features but check check out loom i think you're gonna really like it you can also just like create a quick video it just automatically upload and there's a link you can send it over so if you tell somebody for for remote work it's perfect you know you get a design let's say from your designer and then you just kind of like create this video and you, you go over it and say, okay, no, move this here, do this there, blah. And you just send it over to him and you even get a notification once he views it and he can comment on it. It's, it's really bother. So you, you'll enjoy it. Yeah, definitely. I'll check it out. So one, one tip here, definitely if you are struggling with launching your course, set up a party day, a day where you will be launching the course, no matter what. Announce that in advance and just make a plan. Use Trello board or something to create a content structure and just start creating content. But online courses is one thing that any blog, any website should look at. It doesn't matter whichever industry you are in, even if you are, if you are just a blogger, if you are doing a blogging for a SaaS company, if you are blogging for your business, which is not in SaaS product, you can definitely launch a course since you are already somebody who is actually, your skin is in the game and the way you can teach people about the industry, about using the product, about using the technique, you would be definitely in the already in the top 5%. So the probability of you selling the course and adding value to the user is going to be really high. So definitely this is the stage where one should be. Of course, there are many more stages beyond that. Like for example, you can do mastermind group where you charge a lot of money for being a part of the group. A good example is what digitalmarketeer.com. You do that. With the war room, yeah with the war room people i think people pay what thirty thousand dollar it's i think it's 25 25k that's still a lot like for the four four meetings a month but yeah it's definitely valuable you get the value out of it you know it's it's also it attracts a different audience and it's i think it's definitely worth it oh definitely yeah the kind of people that you meet and the kind of tools and techniques that we talk about so maybe if you if you are in us region and if you're looking to join a good mastermind group digitalmarketer.com is something that you, you might want to check out 
Eric Su and Neil Patel, they also started a growth accelerator mastermind. It's also really good. So you can, you can check this out as well. Sure. Do you want to leave it there or you want to go into the other levels as well? Because you mentioned there are like seven levels, right? Yeah. So another level is mastermind group. That group definitely works. That requires a lot of effort, but it pays really well. Plus you get to hang out with the smartest people in your tribe, which is going to add a lot of value to your personal growth and business growth as well. Now, another angle that not a lot of people explore is the consulting part. Consulting is another great way to add, you know, like you can add probably one hour of consultancy. You can charge somewhere around $500 to $1,500 or maybe more, depending on the level you are and the business you are in. Back in 2013, I used to charge about $500. And I was never expected that I'll get so much of request for consulting. Mostly I was consulting around SEO and uh, digital marketing growth. So consulting is something that one should definitely look at. One can use Calendly to automate the whole process of people booking you online, making the payment. And that that could add a significant amount of value. Plus, it also increases your uh, reputation by significant proportion because you are available to help people. But at the same time, uh, there is a saying by this by the joker, if you're good at something, don't do it for free. So when you're adding consulting as a as a layer, you're basically ready to help people. At the same time, you're getting paid for the quality of work, quality of value that you're going to offer. Any pitfalls that you can think of aside from the disclosure parts that we already talked about for, for the affiliate piece? One of them is do not over monetize. Your ad should be as minimal as possible. And if you're doing the quality work, you know, refrain from using display ads. Or if you're using display ads, make sure those display ads are for your own product because you you know the quality of your product. So you control the quality aspect of it. Any additional resources you want to mention or good websites, shoutmeloud.com, <laughs> you can find tips. Definitely, shoutmeloud.com, you'll find all these tips plus many more more tips which I have been discovering from last 12 years to grow Shoutmeloud and helping millions of other users to become a better with blogging. Is your sales team spending too much time researching leads and accounts? We take over all the labor-intensive sales development tasks so your team can focus on building relationships and closing more deals. We don't just build lists. We take a strategic research-based approach to find your team qualified leads every day. Ready to start? Schedule your free consultation at taskdrive.com. That's T-A-S-K-D-R-I-V-E dot com. Thanks for listening to the How We Solve podcast. Dominate your market and crush the competition with our step-by-step playbooks. Subscribe right now in your favorite podcast player or visit howwesolve.com.